0: another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do whatever you can to support us here at the lakers fast break and also the great work that's being done at Lakerholics.com. It is truly appreciated. Thrown a lot of great articles up there recently, including yours truly might have snuck one in there at some point in time. So, you know, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm getting a round of applause for it. It just basically came from the heart. So if you get a chance, check out all the great things that we're doing at Lakerholics.com. Plus, you'll see a lot of great things going on there from Raphael Barlow and then also my great guest today as well. Part three. As we're going to go ahead and talk about everything that's going on within the realm of the Lakers. But first off today, we're going to go ahead with our good friends indeed. Before we get into everything that Sean, a.k.a. Magic Man, has for the offseason, because we did not get to include his list, because I know that's something that we wanted to go ahead and touch upon. I want to first go ahead and introduce all of our guests. First off, he is the mastermind behind lakerholics.com you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at lakerholics.com with all those great informational articles some of which may or may not contain a crazy trade or two and boy that would be a stretch it is my good friend indeed it is laker tom and laker tom great to have you on and i know we've been talking about it before the show but i think it comes down to this week
2: one important word vote yep You definitely do. Tuesday, we vote for the soul of our nation, and that's not an exaggeration. It is not an exaggeration indeed, but even though that was the shortest
0: Laker Tom opening of all time, you want to go ahead and vote by Tuesday. Let's go ahead and get the vote out there. Whichever way you go, whichever way you flow, let your voice be heard this Tuesday. Also with us today is a good friend. He is one of the great writers for Lakerholics.com. Well, don't be a jerk. That's what it says on this mug. Let's see if we can not be a jerk, at least in the coming days. We're keeping our fingers crossed. It is Jamie Sweet, and with five great things, I know one of them has to be also to vote as well.
3: Vote and help your fellow man vote. There's some uh, adverse tactics, uh, adverse un-American tactics going on out there. So let's try to help everybody get their vote counted. I don't even care how you vote. Just everybody vote. You know, I mean, I personally, I do care, but like, you know, I would rather everybody vote and feel empowered to vote and show their opinion and and then let the numbers fall where they will. Because if that were to happen, I think that good would triumph over evil.
0: You know, I hope good triumphs over evil this week. (laughs) I do too, man. I do too. But I wanted, that fact, I was going to go put that as a Facebook post. So thanks for ruining it for me. But, uh, you know, we're going to keep an eye out for that. So let's hope good triumphs over evil this week. But it's good to see everybody out there that's, having the initiative to go ahead and vote early so we truly appreciate everyone out there doing that and hopefully everybody will get out the vote when it comes to what's being said and done this week but also with us today and he's going to go ahead first off and share us with his thoughts on the off season. it is also one of the great writers for lakerholics.com you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at lakerholics.com under the guise of magic man he's poofing up his own spells I'm sure this Halloween weekend, it is, Sean Grice. And Sean, thanks for coming back on the show. Got some earbuds going on? Yes, screams the crowd. And yes, yes, screams the fellow host. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. We'll start off with you. J.B. Sweet is probably laughing himself online as we speak right now. But I want to ask you this. Go ahead, my friend. You had some thoughts in the off-season that we couldn't get to last weekend. I wanted to give you the floor, and I wanted to start off with you. Your thoughts on the major points of contention this off season.
1: Yeah, Gerald. So, so moving forward, I I think it's best to uh, to remember something. Not all the uh, data is in yet for the new salary cap. Uh, Dates on free agency, I believe a tentative date was scheduled, but we have no idea what's going forward um, until we see an agreement or, or, uh, you know, uh, a renegotiation of the CBA. But we essentially have five question marks in free agency, and two of them have been answered already. AD and Rondo have decided to opt out. We have three more decisions that need to be made. Contavious Caldwell-Pope will likely opt out. I would say that would be the smart decision for him. Avery Bradley, on the other hand, I believe he will opt in. Of the four teams that have salary cap space right now, none are really in a position that the Lakers are in. The Pistons, the Hawks, the Hornets all find themselves either in rebuild mode or they're just trying to tread water enough in the in the putrid eastern conference to make the playoffs so i don't think avery is going to go to any of those teams i think he opts in for the i believe it's five million and then we have Javale mcgee and i believe Javale will opt in as well that would be that would be my two yeah i think he i think he opts in how about you? What do you guys think about about the, the remaining three players that we have? 50-50 on. on whether
3: 50-50 the... on
1: either.
2: For both. I, I, I feel like it could go either way. I think you're right on with all five of them showing. Yeah, me too.
0: I think if JaVale McGee yeah. doesn't opt in for 4.2, I think he's getting some really bad advice. That's all I say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the, only, the, only reason, the only reason that Bradley or McGee might decide to exercise their player option would be is they could control where they're going to go but they're probably going to get less money so it's probably difficult for them to not not want to take the money and and that's basically the situation that most of the free agents in the league are looking at there's only three guys that that most of the experts or pundits think are going to get more than the the non-taxpayer 9.3 million dollar mle um, those are those are uh, Christian Wood, Fred Blandfleet, and and maybe Danilo Gallinari. Um, but other than that, well, everybody... hey, well,
0: Hayward, Gordon Hayward, if he does not exercise the last year yeah. of his contract, he will get an above that that total as well.
2: Yeah, but I don't think Gordon Gordon just like everybody else is going to. Any we're going to see a lot of one year contracts and guys lining up for next year because everybody has cap space for like next year. And that's that's the year that you want to be a free agent, not this year.
1: Uh, that's and uh, sure. and if and if Hayward opts out of the, of that deal, he's getting worse career vice than JaVale McGee. Yes, that's, I agree with you. I, uh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> he's got what 20, 26 twenty twenty
2: six or twenty-seven million dollars, I think. He's close no, to. I he,
1: think it's thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, started yeah. it started, at, it's it, it started as
2: like a twenty
3: eight million dollars. you the Celtics. Oh, I'm 30, not so sure now. Hold on. To,
0: hold on. I've heard some things Hornets? talked about and things proposed on some e- other podcasts, like Zach Lowe. I think his that if you were to go ahead and get a, a offer day, let's say he had a backdoor deal with, let's say another team like Toronto. Let's just throw out Toronto. Four years, a hundred million dollars. That's safe money right there for four years. You might want to give up the 34 now to get a hundred. because remember Al Horford did that last year. He gave up yes, a huge did. one year in order to get the guarantee for was three or four years.
2: So, four years. Yeah. So, how's Toronto going to sign him?
0: No, I meant I'm just using Toronto's no example. He's no, just, he's just, he's just using it's an example. Example, right. example, I said, I example. to do that. No,
2: I said an <laughs> example, Tom. I used There's them.
0: There's a rule. There's a rule. Oh. <laughs> As, that's why I said I prefaced uh, the conversation as yeah, an I example. Know. I could have said the Lakers. So, I could have well, said the example Mavericks-
2: has to make sense, or it's not <laughs> really an example.
1: Okay, so, so oh my God. Move Atlanta, in, move, Atlanta. Move. There you
0: go. They have lots of cow space. Atlanta. Okay, oh my gosh.
2: He's oh. gonna go to Atlanta and compete for nothing.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so oh another, another. Go so ahead, Swan. after, yeah. So after all five of those um, contract situations are resolved, (laughs) there's another one. Quinn Cook is only guaranteed a million dollars this year. He signed for three million for two years, but he's only guaranteed one. So if the Lakers did need to create cap flexibility to either re-sign... uh, Another important thing is that KCP is now three years with the Lakers, so he qualifies for full bird rights. Full bird rights. So that does does help the Lakers moving forward with negotiations as well.
3: I mean, I think a lot of that's going to come down to timing. If somebody comes out of the gate with a big-time offer for KCP and the Lakers are like, "Uh, wait a month, (laughs) I –
1: You Know that's that's
3: going to come come down to the rich, the the Paul,
2: the the rich Paul relationship. Yeah, he's a touch client, so that's that's don't expect expect THT or KCP, either one of those alphabet guys, to be put into a deal. Well,
1: and see, that's that's another situation, too. Would you throw THT in a deal? This, this, uh, I would. This uh, offseason, yeah it i depends, would too because it depends on who it's because, for it depends on who yeah, yeah. but he, but we're we're in a tough spot here if he plays really well this year he's going to get monumental offers in the offseason i mean he'll and get he will get somebody's mle i don't know about Monde. like i mean yeah, he, but THD, I, THD I just don't cool. think we're in a position to afford him if he has a really good year next summer so i'd rather just trade him
0: when it comes to tht uh, Sean, let me put it this way, he's not gonna have a big blow up year on the Lakers because they, obviously they have I already don't a lot think of so. power. the thing is with THT is he's got a lot of promise, but we, there's still very rough things that as far as he's not going to improve dramatically to the point where he's gonna become an eighteen to twenty point scorer now in the next no, no, year. No, no, no. But two, three, four, five years down the line, he could become that player. There is some tendencies, but he's got some serious holes in his game. He's got a lot of things he has to work on. So let's get that out of the way. I mean, if you're trading for THT, you're you're trading THT for promise and for the promise that's there. The Lakers have to have a win now mentality. Their window is right now. There's just no other two ways about it. I mean, you have a league that's kind of like in disarray. And you're not sure exactly what to expect with the other teams, but the Lakers are the world champions. And in order to go ahead and continue that with LeBron James' finite window, which, yes, we understand he might play till he's 90, <laughs> but he is still how much... You thought LeBron ha- an old man? Well, no, I, I said he might still well, play until he's so, 90. So,
1: That's two, so in, two for in,
0: two. In, Got to listen, so, keep up
1: with us so so in saying that gerald I, I agree with everything you just said you have a limited that's number of assets it, right now plus right, you have right, all the costs and let's not forget the
0: Dang contract which uh, you're still stuck on which is five and a half no, million no, you still got a deal that's,
1: that's true but we also we also need to find a way to find an extension for al caruso hell or high water you got to extend him because yep. he's looking at a at a big payday if he becomes a free agent as well.
2: Yeah, we're gonna trade him to the Detroit Pistons. No.
1: For who? Derek Rose?
2: For Derek Rose. That was offered. We offered the wow. Pistons Oh, well, yeah. That was that was, I mean, that,
1: was yeah.
3: that was that was last year.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't have made that trade last year or this year. I would here, here, here's, here's my answer to Sean's list. We have 16 players because Bradley didn't participate in the playoffs. So there are nine keepers: LeBron James, AD, KCP. Rondo, Morris, Caruso, Tht, Howard, and Dudley. I would Dudley's not keep Tht. I, I would you see two what kind of assets he I would see we what have kind two of difference. guys who are gone for sure. J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters. We have five guys who are trade bait. They will stay unless we get a deal worthwhile by using one of all of these five guys: Kuzma, Green, Bradley, McGee, and Cook. And I'll add a sixth one, which is the draft. And Tht got to add THT, Tht in there. I'm no, not going to trade him because he's a clutch client.
0: That, that's a ridiculous reason. Yes, clutch gets some favoritism, but, my gosh, if you're clutch sitting right there. Clutch clients have
2: been traded before. Clutch gets yeah. a lot more than favoritism. They're co-partners with the Lakers in this whole situation. Otherwise.
0: <laughs> but if you're going to be able to get it's someone so sad, that's going to help so you so win. Well, hold on, hold on. If you're going to be able to get someone that's going to help you win now, and tell this to yeah. LeBron and tell him the only way right. that you can't get him is because you won't let go of THT? That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You tell LeBron that. There
2: are really only two untouchables on this cool. team. LeBron and AD, okay? So no, if, no, there's not, if there's a player well, that we AD isn't an bad. untouchable anymore. Yeah. He upped it out. See, trade out. PCP, yeah. We'll trade Rondo. We'll trade Morris. We'll trade Caruso even. We'll trade any of those guys for the right deal, but the chances are that right deal is not going to be there.
0: No, oh, and yeah, I agree no, no, no. with you there. I agree there, but I'm just saying that you should not put THT as an untouchable because he's not even developed to the point where he's become a player that you can play consistently yet. And, and frankly, more
3: importantly, Clutch isn't going to put their best client in that position. Well, don't, hold on, LeBron. We want to make sure THT's on the Lakers. Like, that's he's a second-round draft he's pick. He's not
2: KCP. He's not KCP, he's, but by the he's same nobody. point, <laughs> he's, you're probably he's, not going to trade. I, I laugh at these trades where they're they're sending KCP out for deals. That's not going to happen either. No, that won't happen. KCP, if he's signed by the, you know, if he takes the money. I mean, I've, I've traded Caruso and KCP in a deal. Okay. But it was, oh, right. I but can see KCP deal, going was, for was, a, a higher bidder. Burner.
0: Now, I could see KCP going at too high of a price for the Lakers to pay. Agreed so no. that that's the thing if because you uh, know like you said before it was mentioned last week danny green earning that 15 million dollars and if you want to try and it's sign him for the hometown discount,
2: guy he's going to be getting offers for the mle i, I think he's going to get somewhere between 10 and 15. He, well, yeah, you don't you don't have to offer him 15 million dollars to get him to go to go ahead sean
1: yeah, no, I was gonna say if Evan Fournier is gonna opt in to seventeen million, KCP definitely thinks he's worth at least twelve to fifteen. So we'll give Nicholas him
2: twelve, Pat- I think, as well. Nicholas Batum.
3: Nicholas Patum at one point commanded oh, a max salary slot. I mean, let's let's putting, putting oh, bad money deals off the table in the NBA is basically like saying, Ah, let's only play with twenty cards.
2: Yeah. I mean, Listen, I, I spent it. an hour listening
3: <laughs> Man. I spent an
2: hour listening to Eric Pincus's dreams okay and he's a really intelligent guy who knows the lakers
3: yeah but he doesn't run a team he's not a gm he's not on the inside
2: (laughs) but he's 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 close to the lakers and he has a lot of inside information sure his feeling very strongly is is that the lakers top priorities are to keep kcp and rondo and he sees kcp being signed around 12 million and rondo around six because both of those numbers are greater than the non-taxpayer nine million dollar and the taxpayer $5 $5 million MLEs, which are all that most of the other competing teams have to offer. But if we wow. sign those guys to those deals, then we're mm-hmm. going to have to struggle to sign Morris and, and, and Howard. And if you sign Morris and Howard, you probably are only going to be left with a $5 million Taxpayer MLE to sign somebody else first what of all your, uh, I think
0: I what, think Howard's going to be out of reach Howard's, Howard's going to be, yeah. Howard's uh, gonna Howard, gonna be has, Howard has yeah. made
2: like the fourth most money in the NBA of any player in the league and he's not going to make a decision of where to go based on a couple million dollars I he mean, could he's... get tempted by playing with a winner like the Lakers or the biggest competition would be the Warriors but he's not going to Celtics, go and too. $10 million. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah. Remember, remember, tom, remember,
1: well hold on remember something tom when he was a still a head case and he couldn't stay healthy with the wizards he was pretty much done in the nba everyone mm-hmm. had him toast and so for now him to come back and and like gerald said earlier like gerald convinced me that dwight was gone because he said he's about the money He's, the he's about the cheddar at the end of
2: the day. He did I, don't, this think as- he, I think he don't think he is. I think he's about being a Laker and winning.
1: <laughs> I don't think that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse.
1: I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where... Here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed.
3: They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not gonna be the case, but they like to
0: say that and more power to them, I guess.
1: Well, it's a big first step, bringing all those superheroes together there were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed, and then there were some
0: parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation.
2: Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted, and this is a thing where audiences do
3: not
0: agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show.
3: And the PCC Multiverse,
0: every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. I'm just okay. going to say this. I'm going to leave it to this. When it comes to bad money deals, every team, including the Lakers, have had their share over the years of bad money deals and are ripe. To <laughs> <do it. laughs> uh, and are very blue, ripe. Blue, blue yeah, blue blue exact, exactly. <laughs> still, so, he's still on the roster.
2: Yeah, he's, still still on, he's
0: still on the roster. And unfortunately, it's going to continue with for teams, in, possibly even the Lakers. They were All yeah. all these teams are susceptible to bad money deals. I mean, there's a reason why Timothy Moskov could be rolling around somewhere on <laughs> yeah, this planet. Must. Hold on. Hold on. There could be a reason why Timothy Moskov could be rolling around somewhere on this planet in a rolls, and most of us are not. Okay, It's because bad money deals still exist in the NBA, and they exist, and they get re-signed year
2: and yeah, year. There's going to be year. a lot fewer of them with the pandemic going on.
0: Well, there might be a lot fewer, but they'll still be out there. And there'll that's still be questions. Like and at the they, end of the... They
2: ain't going to happen this year, Gerald. They're going to happen next year. Okay, we'll, we'll go not ahead and put you to the year. test.
0: We'll put you to the test on that You're one. are not right going to happen right.
2: this year. Okay. I, I'm be very... you... Listen, the teams are looking. They lost 40% of their revenue this year. They're looking at next year, probably without fans for the entire season, very possibly. There are good GMs. Does not matter if right there's now. a pandemic?
0: Outside doesn't matter. of Florida and Georgia, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now there are good gms and bad gms so at the end of the period for free agency just before the start of the season we'll get back on the air and see if everybody signed a you know just a very calculating very smart budget conscious deal let's make sure that every nba team did that because i don't have that same well, faith and i don't you have that same next
2: you can't include the Knicks in that or else it's not well, no, see,
0: then again there you go <laughs> there, there you go see you
2: Gerald, there's an exception, oh for, every exception. Yes, did,
3: for every exception.
0: There's a side reason for every side reason. Get that out of And now the Knicks want bad money deals. Well, now the here, Knicks are here's, taking here's it here's because the they want those assets, bad money. You have to remember, want, Lakers Tom was assets, not excited right. about LeBron James coming to
3: the Lakers at first. There were other players. He wanted more than LeBron James. And we could go back on the very own blog that he ran to find them. He's not alone. He's not alone.
2: My concerns were not LeBron's ability to play. They were the side issues, which he pretty much resolved. I, I, um, but there's another issue that, that's at stake here, and, and I think it's a really an important one that's being ignored by everybody, which is, all of you read the articles about how Donald Trump was able to take losses and, and cushion all of the income that he made from The Apprentice and all of these shows. There's something about the fact that a team that makes money every year has a lot more flexibility because they can take a loss and move it backwards and forwards for their taxes, and the Lakers basically, I, I, I wrote this article that basically said that there's a good reason why the Lakers might want to sign Chris Paul, because instead of paying him 38 5 this year, they can pay him 23 5 because he's got a 40% discount because it's a 50-game season. And then there's a good possibility with the CBA coming that we might have an amnesty clause but so you, you can get you're out of that be on the contract. B-
0: do you realize you're still going to be on a boat for $45 if the, million lose, a...
2: if the Lakers lose $50 million, they can write off that against $50 million in profits, where a lot of these other teams do not have any profits to write off. Half of the league doesn't make profits. Their value is based upon the appreciation of their franchise. It's not operating profit. They don't have a big TV contract like the Lakers do.
0: Tell that to the Utah Jazz exactly like this is for
2: a, over a
1: billion right yeah a yeah.
2: billion yeah. how much of that what do you think what was the original cost of them 3, three, three or four million
1: about 35
0: years to, ago to, the millers? To
3: Gale miller gail miller the, yeah the, when the millers bought it maybe not even that much
2: they might have yeah. bought it for under three million that's why every one of the nba teams is a gold mine but they're only a gold mine when you cash it in they can still borrow against that; it's still money profits, but the operating profit from year to year, they can't. They don't have the operating profit that the Lakers do or the Knicks do because of the local TV contracts.
3: You can't make an equation eight million, so we were all wrong.
0: Sean, uh, go ahead. I'll oh, go ahead, Jay. i thought you were... Well, I,
3: I, I, so I you can't make an equation where like you're only going to pay Chris Paul forty percent of his salary without acknowledging that you're also going to lose that same amount of revenue. Like the the reason that all of that's happening is. And you're going to be the BRI gets split 50 50. So it's not like the owners get some secret great deal. Oh, but, with, okay, with so let's say, to the it
2: gets BRI. Split 50-50. let's say there's, there's a million dollars. And 500,000 is going to go to the players it and 500 is going go to go the, to the owners. Well, the owners then take that 500,000 right. and they take that off of their income, but then they can also deduct what they paid the players. So they can deduct that 500 off of their income. So they get a bigger deduction. So they lose less than the players do. The players well, think that's something they that... lose 40%. The owners lose 20% because they lose 40%, but they regain 20% because they don't have to pay it. But we're not really talking and the about the owners. And if the owners are a team that's profitable like the Lakers, they have tax, they have income taxes to pay. And all of a sudden you have a loss that you can carry forward seven years and carry backwards seven years. To re- get refunds on taxes that they paid in the last seven years and to rebate to prevent them from paying taxes on going ahead to the next seven years. Well, I so think you're talking about- that Get into that, that the Lakers as a high profit team have a huge advantage, which could mean that they so, could easily take a Chris Paul or take a, uh, a, a Kevin Love and take their big salaries and still come out ahead of it. they to pay a tax in order to win a championship more so than any other team in the league. And they will be willing to do this, I think, more than any other team in the league, too. And you can better believe that maybe Rick P- Rob Polinka's is not a tax expert, but you can better believe the Lakers have their tax experts looking exactly at what the implications are going to be for the losses that are going to happen last year, 2020, and in 2021 that's going to come, and how those integrate and in, where they can take an advantage over other teams that don't have the operating income, the liquidity, the flexibility and the resources to do what the Lakers can do. Sean. I, I have to think that Chris Paul is actually going to be a serious play for the Lakers. I think that's ridiculous, but Sean, I want to go ahead and ask you this.
0: Uh, yeah, I remember I asked you for weeks now to get something that can go ahead and boost the volume, but I have a feeling now that even the earbuds that you have will not work, so I'm going to ask you to go out <laughs> and buy a megaphone. So, that you may be able to speak as far as clearly over our conversations. So, I do apologize for that. But five minutes ago, you had I wanted to interject with something. I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I wanted to say, like, I can, I, I, I respect that 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 theory from from a businessman's perspective. Actually, I'd actually, some to...
0: some thoughts were really very well founded. And I'm going to give Laker Tom props on that because you know, got to have a group of financiers behind you in order to go ahead and maximize your your total output as far as what you're doing from an organization. So I give him props on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, I'm glad Tom brought uh, Rob Plink up because that was kind of segueing into what I was going to say. I think he's the right guy to have behind the wheel to make sure we take that off-ramp from the highway to hard cap hell because (laughs) there is going to be a lot of decision-making over the next few weeks. I have a feeling what AD is going to do as a clutch client, I have a feeling he's going to take the 2 plus 1. He's going to make sure he gets his 10 years in while taking the supermax over these two years so he can get the – the mega, the mega max, which he would deserve. If that's the case, then you have AD for two years, you have LeBron for like, I would say this, I would say if AD signs the two plus one, I I don't see LeBron opting out of that fourth year. I would say they they probably end up renegotiating together.
0: Absolutely, because it's all about smart business sense, and I get that, and I understand that. with someone like AD who, You already know what he brings to the table. It's very clear to see that by the time three or four years comes down the line and he's willing to renegotiate once again, he could be one of the two or three greatest players in the league at that time because he's already right at that cusp of being there already. So we're going to be very interested to see how this plays out. Laker Tom did have some great thoughts on that. And if you want to hear more or if you want to read more about Laker Tom's thoughts on it, From that perspective, and also Sean's as well, and Jamie Sweets, check out Lakerholics.com. I thought we'd go ahead and devote some time to Daryl Morey heading to the the 76ers. And it's funny because Mike D'Antoni getting hired as a coach is an afterthought because he got hired as an assistant coach as far as the Brooklyn Nets are concerned, obviously overplaying his hand when he thought he had other options in the league, and he unfortunately ended up not doing. But Daryl Morey had some other options. It's now very convoluted in Philadelphia right now. There's a lot of unnecessary contracts. There's a lot of bad contracts. And there's also a lot of hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, as far as people in ownership and also Elton Brand there that are just so many different voices going in. Daryl Morey is going in there, obviously, with a plan. But it's going to be a lot harder, I think, for him to go ahead and execute than what he did in Houston Jamie, I want to start with you. Your thoughts on Daryl Morey going to the Sixers. I think it's a great move, uh, you know, as long as they're letting him have the floor and letting him have full control of the basketball operations.
3: Well, I think that's what you're going to see over the next like year or so. Uh, I think that uh, I'm astounded Elton Brand has held on to that job as well and as long as he has.
2: They just extended him.
3: I know that 's what i mean i 'm astounded at that i 'm like why like what if you <laughs> you took somebody else 's project and just sort of filled it up with bloated contracts and gave up on Markel Fultz, which I can understand that it really didn 't look like there was a lot left in the in that uh in that box, but you know all the same the extension the length of the extension i guess was kind of what it was like like so I I don't I would be too surprised to see Daryl Morey kind of either reduce his impact or for you know maybe even force him out you know Daryl Morey has no problem uh, exerting his will <laughs> over a franchise and frankly I feel like that's exactly what the 76ers need they they just kind of seem adrift they had a really core identity with the process but once they got rid of Hinkie who I'm not even sure he had a a vision for how it would ultimately like. Like I think he did.
0: I think he did. He's a really smart individual. I mean, yeah. I think he yeah. did have a plan and a vision. It was uh, He was going through the slow burn. And the problem is the totally. league and the ownership of the 76ers didn't want the slow burn. But you no. could see that the process would eventually work out. It just, again, it came down to patience and the Philadelphia 76ers brass just didn't have it.
3: Well, i think faults getting hurt really helped derail that process yeah. uh, i think that that shooting would have been that was like they've always that was who was going to solve the shooting problems right like he was always going to solve the shooting problem and then d'antoni going to uh brooklyn uh you know steve nash is steve nash is doing the right thing you know he's getting a lot of people who have been in the business and, you know, he's not coming in with like, and, and by the way, also I'm a genius mentality, you know, like he's getting, he's getting the guy to run the best offensive guy to, to run an offense. You know, Ime Udoka is a solid pickup for that coaching staff. Jock Vaughn has always been a great guy to have like in a, on a, on a locker room as a coaching staff guy. So, you know, he's, he's making some smart decisions and frankly, it gives the Nets ownership a great release valve. Should Steve Nash just lose the locker room, you know, Like, should he not be able to relate to Kyrie Irving? Should he he not be able to like inspire the bench guys to play to the level that they're gonna and sacrifice to level that they're gonna need to sacrifice to? So it's gonna be interesting.
0: It's gonna be very interesting to see. Tom, did you have any thoughts on Daryl Morey going to the Sixers? Again, I think this is a very sound move for the Sixers organization, but they've got to stay clear and let him
2: do his work. Well, I've always liked Daryl Morey. I think he's one of the best. Deal makers, one of the best general managers. Um, I've had some problems at times with his, his over-reliance on analytics and, and sometimes ignoring the ability or the need at times to take a two-point shot. But as far as a guy who, who can make good deals and can come up creatively with ways to improve a roster, I think he's uh, there's nobody better in the league. It's kind of interesting. He, he turned down opportunities to take over, the 76ers before primarily because uh, it would have been taking his mentor or his mentee Hinky out of a job and yeah. he didn't want to do that. I'm, I'm, I I'm, I'm not The only thing that really bothers me is that I can't believe that he would want to have Elton Brand still there. Um, it's it's very awkward. Let's put make, it this way: It doesn't make any sense to me. So so you know you have to question what's going on there. Whether that's something that the the owner wanted to do and. He, he was willing to bend over for the owner because of that. Um, uh, as for D'Antoni, I take a different opinion than you do that uh, D'Antoni didn't have other options. Uh, he could easily afford to just stay out of the business I think no, I mean, as far as a head coaching.
0: He was, like I said, he, he interviewed listen, with other head coaches. He's probably one of
2: the best head coaches in the league.
0: Well, then how come yeah. he didn't get a job? He interviewed for Philadelphia and lost that. He interviewed for other coaching jobs and didn't right. get it. So don't tell me he, <laughs> you know. In, in, apparently, Indiana in
2: had an awesome He's one of the best and most respected coaches in the NBA. I didn't say he so, wasn't. I didn't say so, he wasn't a good coach. Just because he didn't get a job or just because he didn't find the job that he was willing to take doesn't detract from So, him. what do you mean you don't care about my I'm opinion? Always, I'm not in with all the Dantoni bashing. I I'm, I'm not bashing Dantoni. I'm not bashing Dantoni at all. I just said he he didn't
0: get any like head coaching gigs. Coach.
2: He's doing this for he's doing this because of Steve Nash. That's three he's for three. You it. didn't
0: hear what I had to say. You absolutely <sighs> did not hear what I had to say. Sorry.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> so, so I heard from from a bunch of reporters that Dantoni had an offer from Indiana take but he a wanted a little bit more money and so Indiana was like okay we'll offer the job to the Raps assistant and he took less money Herb Simon is notorious for being a little careful um, with money in Houston,
3: D'Antoni got Ty Lube. That's what happened. And it's, there's no shame in that. It, it yeah, happens all the time. But, he, he rolled the dice. Same thing that's going to happen to a lot of players, right? They're I'm not saying he's not a good money.
0: coach. I never at never any point in time but I did I not say he was a good coach. And I'm just saying his options for getting head coaching gigs oh, now he, had run
1: out. Yeah, agreed. Mike, Mike D'Antoni is a good coach in the same way in college football. Mike Leach is a good coach. But he's not Nick Saban. He's not Phil Jackson. He's not, right? He's a good coach. He's not a great coach. He's a good coach.
3: He's a brilliant offensive coach, and he's a lackadaisical defensive coach. And the two of those so ballots out over the course so of the So as tournament. far
1: as the, the, the Morris situation goes, yeah, Gerald, I agree with Gerald. He did have a vision. He's the, he decided that they were supposed to draft Jason Tatum. That was his choice. He was going to build his team around Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. And to me, that's a potent trio there. Jason Tatum is a great shooter, and he offsets what Ben Simmons can't do as a shooter. And Tatum is also aggressive in a way that Joel Embiid can be passive-aggressive on the court at his best of times, really. So there was going to be a, a mutable cohesion there that Hinkie wanted. The big problem with Philadelphia, if, you, if we all want to go back and look at this, is that Colangelo sat on the ball for like two years. He didn't make any moves that really benefited the Sixers. He kept basically the same team Hinky did, building around Simmons and Embiid, but he never really brought anybody in to help further, like you said, Gerald, that slow burn. So Hinky ended up being, being the guy that took the fall.
0: Absolutely, and that's something that the league and also Philadelphia wanted to go ahead and make happen. Go ahead, Jamie. Just a quick question. Who goes first, Embiid or Simmons? Who gets traded first? That's an excellent question. Uh, and Simmons.
2: Well, Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. can
0: shoot. Simmons. Yeah,
2: that's Embiid, what I think, too. Embiid I mean, it's, is here your, in charge now. He,
0: he doesn't fit into any analytical
2: model
3: that Hinky or, uh, sorry, More.
2: would be, think, I actually think a trade for for uh, Simmons for um for, uh, the big, the big, big problem trade. Philly has
1: for, is, that, and, uh... is that even if they attach picks to the Horford contract, it's still a really bad deal. So I'm, I'm guessing a team would ask them to throw in Matisse Tybel I'm gonna and tell I you mean, right are now, you to and trade B might be the to one, be one that solves
2: some problems for both, both franchises. Embiid might be the one
0: that goes first. I know, because, just because of the oh, just because of the Horford contract. That's right. And if you yeah. want to get rid of the Horford contract or the Tobias Harris contract, Embiid's going to be the one Ooh. that the NBA teams target.
2: I How could you sign those two guys yeah. and still have a job, man? Uh,
3: that's Jeez.
1: I know. That's This why, is what we're talking about, though. This is why well, there's well, always a contract. There's always here's, one. Here's, you more, know like what the fun, you know what the funny thing is about this. I'm glad it segued into this just for a few minutes boston has this problem coming up that's why people like bill simmons and and all that south crowd is so mad because they have to now pay they have to now pay jason tatum kemba walker and jalen brown 30 plus a year to keep that so you can't build around that they anymore won't keep kemba. they've proven they what they their window kemba. is they're an eastern conference finals team with those three guys yeah but they, they won't, won't keep kemba because any further
0: kemba's defense or the fact that teams will just continually target him seems to be the sticking point as far as the why that they can't get any farther into the the, the say the nba finals per se because they just he's a target and he's a great player i enjoy playing watching him but I see his deficiencies and his size being the factor why he will not be able to go ahead and and beyond that type of team. Now, can I can he be a contributor to a World Championship team? Of course he can. We've seen all sorts of players from all different sizes, and you know, been been contributors not a to bad World. Price China. though. Yeah, uh, just saying on this current Boston Celtics team, unless they do something to offset that. For Campbell Walker, he's always going to remain a target, and that's going to be a hard thing to do to commit to for all three of those players. You got to commit to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's yes. It. You got to commit to Jason Tatum, obviously. Campbell Walker is the deal breaker there for me, and I think it's a lot for Celtics yeah, fans. They'll be as traded. Well. They'll trade he's, him. He,
3: uh, I think he's an unrestricted free agent,
2: isn't he? Yeah. Uh, not this year. Oh, yeah. uh, next not year. Not this year. year. No. Next, next year. year next year everybody's got money yes
0: but then again the salary cap to see how it plays out right yeah the salary cap will be the dictator of all what's right. going on because the fact that it's going to be limited number of games we're still not sure 100 yeah. percent when the season's going to start because now the the players union is pushing back on the december 22nd proposed start date So we're gonna see exactly how this evolves. Will it end up being 72 games? Will it end up being 62 or 52 or back up to 82? You know, also the Olympics. Some of these players also want to be a part of the Olympics. So you can't have all this going on.
2: They summer off. You can't have both.
0: You can't have all these things. You can't have all these things. And the thing is, everybody's expecting this lucrative so much money that's gonna be out there in 2021. That may not necessarily be the case. I, I know a lot of teams will have more cap room in 2021, but the, the salary cap will be the ultimate decider. It depends on exactly. Out, it depends how 2020,
2: go, 21 goes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's the reason why when, when Sean was talking about the, the two plus one for AD, the argument on the other side is a one plus one because he can he can line himself up in the third year for a, a salary that is not a, a coronavirus depressed year. Because otherwise his number is going to be tied to that 109 this year. And we damn well could see a 109 next year. Could see. Uh, I, you don't want to have three years at that number. That's why he's probably going to take a one for one. I, one, I, that, one I, would,
0: I would err on the side of caution and that's a more cautionary tale. And I, I agree with you on that. So definitely we'll be yeah. looking forward to seeing what Daryl Morey, Trader Daryl will be doing coming up here. Yeah, I'd, love
2: I'd love to see, yeah, it would be interesting to have a conversation with Daryl Morey on the side and say, here's the Lakers roster. Here's the guys that we might want to trade for. What kind of deals do you think you could pull off? Trader um, because Tom that's to anybody Trader created as He is in bringing in a third or fourth team and, and making a deal that you really didn't see could happen.
0: Go ahead, Sean, real quick, and because we want to get into the trade. It's yeah. the
2: fun part of the show.
1: Yeah, one real quick thing, <laughs> Gerald. Um, well, the only thing that really bothered me about Daryl Morey's tenure in Houston wasn't his tweet about Hong Kong. It was the fact that the next morning, the microphones were all in, in LeBron's face and there was nobody at the Toyota Center asking Daryl Morey about it. Well, that spot is, on. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, the,
2: worst, the worst thing about Daryl Morey's Tenure in Houston with how he left Houston. The condition that he left Houston. <laughs> <in>. Because they're cat <laughs> trapped. They have no Nothing. No, no. They're really screwed. They're screwed. I mean, they are. And, and, you know, I mean. And with an owner that
0: doesn't want to spend money because he's right? yeah. he's been begging for cash everywhere and begging for it's cash out right. from been the government.
2: He's coronavirus more than any other owner, probably. And, and the well, fact that.
0: Because yeah, and I understand, and I get that. Obviously, if the, also to the people that he, he, you know worked for his corporations and his restaurants and all that. I mean, obviously, those are the people that are most affected by what's gone on the coronavirus. The I mean, obviously, he's very cash strapped at this point in time, and that's understandable given the certain situation. So we'll see what happens with Houston going down the line. There could be some changes going forward for well, that he handled, organization.
2: He Houston future and lost and then left.
0: Yeah, and it, it just didn't work out. But you know what? That's that's way it is. It doesn't work out for 29 other teams each well, and The every owner year.
2: had to sign the deals.
3: So Dwight could end up in either Houston. Well, let's get into the trades. So this is where we're at. All right.
1: You know he's laughing his ass off now. It's Leslie Alexander. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is all too true. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, once, once again, post. it's the Lakerholics right here. Good timing,
3: Yeah, right? Timing, huh? yeah, right?
0: <laughs> I have on the Lakerholics, Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, and Magic Man. They're all right here for you. Again, before we head on out, if you want to go ahead and toss us any questions at Lakers Fast Break or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com or just go ahead and hit up Lakerholics.com and put your comment. Right there on any one of the articles because you know Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet and, and Sean, they always put their comments there again and again and again. And that's almost even more fun than reading the articles themselves. Go ahead and be yeah. part of that conversation today. Well, actually sometimes it is. Go ahead and be part of the <laughs> conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Before we but before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and get into some fun part of show. And that is going to be because it's been really tense and Laker Tom not listening to me and getting mad at me and all that. And so before we head out, because it's three for three, Laker Tom is going to go ahead and become Trader Tom. And we're going to go ahead and have some of our own crazy trades. So go ahead, Laker Tom. I will let you go ahead first. Since you're the guy who comes up with some of the awesome trades, we're going to yay or nay some of your trade proposals. I know you at least had one this week that caused quite a bit of stir at Lakerholics.com
2: you have to realize that some of the trade proposals that i make out there are are obviously there's a ranking between the types of trades that you want to make and and i i like to take a look at all of the different options that are on the table
0: i have the mba and, trade uh, machine don't mind, standing by i don't
2: mind that there i don't mind if some of them are controversial because it 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 creates some good conversations so i've got five guys if we're talking about trades that i think uh are five players that make sense for the Lakers. Uh, Miles Turner is the first one. He's at the top of my list. Can't get him. He, mil- he makes eighteen million, and he's a he's a he's a he's a modern center. Oh yeah, he's he, 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 he can defend great on the fit. perimeter. He can defend the he can protect the rim, and he can shoot the three. Yeah, great um, fit.
0: Can't get them. We don't have enough assets. That's gonna be probably my answer each and every time. But well, go ahead. My
2: answer my answer was then you give him the assets that you wouldn't give to anybody else, which is a sign and trade involving KCP, and you give him uh uh you give him Caruso. And obviously and you him- for you,
0: THT is an untradeable asset, so you might want to give him up I said as he's well. he's
2: untradeable, but I said the only true untradeables were AD and LeBron. I thought he was but on But you your get list. whatever you have to give to give Turner because if you put Turner next to AD, oh, yeah. you remember that defense that we had when we were playing five? We were playing small ball five, our version of small ball five with nothing but big guys. You put Turner into that slot, and you can play 48 minutes of that a game. So that's my top trade. Okay. My second trade is Victor Oladipo. And I'd love to put both of them together. Oladipo, you're talking about an all NBA defensive first team guard and an all NBA guard. When he was healthy. He Maybe coming back from a quad, but a, but a torn quadricep is not like a torn ACL, MCL or a torn Achilles. Can I ask and you? Well, let me ask you this later. He's Laker, Tom. at a low point now. His, let me finish. He's okay. at a low point now where he could be gotten.
0: Let me ask you this though, before you go ahead and your your third. Oladipo, how many great years has he had?
2: One. He's had one sensational year. Okay,
0: and, and number two is, great, how expensive is he? 23 million, I think, is the right 15,
2: uh, He's making 21 million right now. Here's the thing about Oladipo that's interesting. The ideal, the ideal target for the Lakers, the perfect target for the Lakers, other than somebody like Turner, Is a guard because every great championship team or dynasty has had a guard as one of the superstars. Now, right now, LeBron holds that sort of fills that function for the Lakers because he's really our point guard. But when you move on to the next level and you have AD, you need a guard to go with him. If you could take Danny Green's sign a max player guard in free agency because you don't have enough money and what cap space you thought you were going to have in 2021. Is going to be gone by the end of, by the time we get done with a salary cap for the next two years with the pandemic going. So the only way you can get a superstar is to get one that you get bird rights and trade for him before he gets that max contract, so that you can spend whatever you want to get him. Well, and if that's you could, why Old people is such a great choice for the Lakers.
0: Well, if you can unload Danny Green's contract then I get it. If if any part of this deal, if that is included, which it has to be almost on any of these. He's
2: obviously filler because of the 15 million. And the other thing is his 15 million, the Lakers have 25 million in expiring contracts between Green, Bradley, JaVale McGee. In this climate that we're in right now, that 25 million in expiring contracts is solid gold for a lot of teams who are going to be looking to get rid of big salaries and to reduce their expenses. So real quickly, so that we can get on with it, the other three guys that I think are of interest are Dennis Schroeder. Good. Uh, $15 million he's making now. Chris Paul, who's making $41 million, but it'll be discounted to $23 million with the 40% cut in his pay. And Buddy Heald, who's a 24-9 with the Kings, but has lost his starting job. Those are five guys. Do I expect the Lakers to trade for any of those guys? Probably not. Because I think they're gonna I think their top priority is to bring KCP and Rondo back. And I think that makes sense. Before you do anything else, you have to ensure that you get them back. I would like to get Morris and Howard back. And if you get Morris and Howard back, then you only have a five million dollar MLE to go out and get. But if you could trade for somebody like Turner, then all of a sudden Morris becomes not as necessary. And Howard becomes not as necessary. And then there's the wild card, which nobody knows what kind of shape Boogie's in.
0: That's what I was uh, going to say. And
2: that, could affect, that could affect the Lakers' decisions.
0: He, he's lost but, a lot oh, of weight. Did you see the video? I mean, obviously, he, he not didn't show
2: anything. Uh, he looks
0: ripped. He looks like he lost a lot of weight. That's
3: all
2: I'll see. Yeah, he, he looks really like he lost ripped. a lot of weight. What counts is can he get off the ground? Uh, I mean, can he move? I didn't see him bounce no, around say. very much on those videos.
3: No, I don't know, but he can, can he move? Can he move laterally? I think is exactly. that.
1: What did Charles Barkley once say? Everybody looks good when they're going up against there. Right, that's yeah. true. It's a good point. Good point. Um, but you no, know,
2: I think Boogie's, Boogie's an issue. I think javel has gone. If, you know, I, if he the out. Get, I think you, have, you need somebody who can fill Howard's spot because you got you to go through the nuggets. So you got to keep somebody who fills Howard's spot. And you need somebody to fill Morris's spot. So either you get somebody for Morris and Howard in the, tra- in the trade and the MLE, which are the only two options the Lakers have to get anybody. And that's what it comes down to. You, take, you keep Howard and, and Morris or you find somebody better on the trade market or the MLE. Now, maybe, I mean, maybe Gallinari is honest and says, I'll play for a championship. I'll, I'll take, you know, $9.3 million. Uh, Gallo's not a great defender but boy he can fill it up from three he would be a great help for the lakers um then i just saw somebody else who was it oh god i can't remember christian wood knocks on your door you would listen oh, christian wood christian wood is obviously there's a remote hope that christian wood would sign on a one-year deal just looking for that 2021 money he would be my top pick even to trade
0: how about you know, uh, since you're talking oladipo how about zach levine
2: Uh, i don't think Zach. uh, is all the people we don't have the assets i i
0: go ahead sean like i said uh, hold on sean i want to just go since laker tom shouted off his and we appreciate him doing that and None of those outside of Chris Paul were too crazy. Chris Paul, even when you're looking at it the way Laker Tom is on Chris Paul,
2: meh. You're, just giving up, you're giving up expiring contracts in your uh, draft. Just that team.
0: second year, the third year of the deal that just kills sure. me. Yeah. It's, it's for forever. It's yes. for forever. Sean, go ahead. I know you had your thoughts on some trade ideas. Are they crazy? Well, let's find out.
1: <laughs> I don't think they're that crazy, but we'll find out. Yes. Um, as as Zach Levine goes, I actually think um I'm diametrically opposed to Tom's point of view. I actually think we have the assets that Chicago's looking for. Um Chicago's a dumpster fire. Jim <laughs> Boylan was was just fired. Uh their front office is a mess. They've kind of solidified that... it recently. They've well, some, got some they've got some well, good we'll ple- see people. About that. I'm from not people. He was a, he's a good it's start. Been, when's the last time they were in the uh, won an NBA championship? Nineteen ninety eight. Get your point. Uh, that's when that was yeah. that, Anyway, played. I was I was going to say I I think you could tantalize that organization if you offered Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green plus a first round pick. I think you could get Zach Levine because. Not only is Levine exactly what the Lakers need on the perimeter, he also has a valuable contract. He's due for, he's eligible for an extension in the offseason. If he doesn't get that extension, he still has an expiring contract. So the Lakers could do a myriad of things with that type of player and his contract on the team. Hold on, Tom. I'm not finished
2: yet. I was just going to add one little quick thing that to get Levine, I would even be willing to throw in Caruso and THT.
1: <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, I, I think that's a little too <laughs> that. I mean, I, I don't think it's a crazy I, line. I'd I give up I THT, get so but Caruso to get it, I think
0: Caruso right now they, just they can't James have Caruso, so
1: they have Colby White. They don't need Caruso.
2: Everybody needs Caruso. Yeah, he's we right. Chicago guy. Every, every, every team, team needs
0: a
1: Caruso. Yeah, let's go every ahead and so so, so the um. The second deal, and it's, it's a little more complicated, and it's kind of a crazy Laker-Tom trade, would be uh, DeMar DeRozan just recently said that, yeah, I'm not too happy in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, the contract's bad, Gerald. It's a really bad deal. But he scores everywhere That's on a the, uh, the floor a except, except for three. Except three, for three. And has a buyout no no I no he gets, three, but- he gets bought out he gets bought
0: out in february or whenever the you know the, the time is after the trade deadline he doesn't get traded and he gets bought out great pickup by the lakers there you and go. Yeah, go.
2: I, I think i think he's watch, angling to
1: try to get to la he i think he wants to play for either the lakers or the clippers so I think one of those yes. two teams perfect. ends up perfect. with them. Perfect for the Clippers. He's perfect. 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 I He's surprised. Perfect for us. Whoa, my, whoa, 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 Hey, hold on. Let's 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 not go down that road. He took over a thousand shots this year. Only about thirty-five were from three, and he shot over fifty-three percent. The guy can shoot. But the defense from the floor. is just awful. Defense is awful. Oh, it's bad. It it's bad, but I mean LeBron LeBron won a championship having to play defense with Mike Miller too. So he didn't have anybody
2: that other teams could hunt really on defense. Yeah. So the big part of why the Lakers won. Jamie. I like you know, okay, I like yeah. the first one, I don't like the second one. What's the third one?
0: Well,
1: go ahead, Magic, I'm <laughs> Go ahead. You had one more. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the third one would be um, like I said. Bro, I agree with Tom trying to get Schroeder. I mean, I think same yeah. Presky would yeah. be willing to deal with the Lakers.
2: Yeah, they're they're going they're going they're going rebuild all yes, the way.
1: They've got the garage sale sign yeah, oh, up front. they yeah. got
0: it. They got it all ready <laughs> yeah. for you. Come on, I, it's going right to be re,
1: a rebuild. It's going to be a rebuild, but I think he's going to he's going to call it a retool. He's going. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have. I call it a garage
2: fans lose all hope. He trades guys where they want to go too. That's an interesting thing. So if CP three or Schroeder wanted to go to the Lakers, well, it's a good chance that he'd try to make it happen. You know, he's not one of those guys that, like the like the Spurs general manager says, "I'm going to trade him anywhere but the Lakers."
0: Lakers just so don't Schroeder, I like, I
2: like. He's on my list too.
0: All right, Jamie. Uh, got to Your hear turn,
2: Jamie. Yeah, we got uh, a chance uh, to
0: hear Magic Man. We got a chance to hear Laker Tom. All right, Jamie. Here we go. I,
3: so I'm, I, I get a
0: little bit of an incomplete.
3: I don't have a crazy trade, but I, this is what I advocate based on the following assumptions or realities. One, uh, let's say at best, the salary cap stays 109, that they figured out a way to smooth it. Either uh, salaries go into escrow, this, that, or the other thing. And let's assume that there is a season. I don't think that's a bona fide guarantee. I think it's like 80% right now, 80, 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still think there's a small chance that one thing or another derails the entire process Two that a lot of teams are going to be looking to fill holes, that the same holes that the Lakers are looking to fill. Everybody needs a great guard. Everybody wants a big man that can shoot threes. And another wing. Everybody wants the wing a wing. And, and another wing. It's so like all this like, oh, maker. these teams right. don't need that guy because we need him. I, I'm always like, no, everybody wants these. Guys. That's yeah. why it's going to be impossible for the Lakers. Why to we don't have them. <laughs> That's why, and why we probably won't get them at the beginning of the year or before the season starts. I think you, you be should be right just, there. I think, well, this is what I think. I think that we're uh, on a better, smarter path if we do try to sign guys like Dwight and Markeef and uh, all, the, all the core guys. Uh, one maybe gets a bigger deal than we're able to. Uh, I, uh, the one who I think is going to be hard to sign is Dwight. I think that if there's another team that offers him even more than the money, a decent role, a role better than what he had on the Lakers, which is, hey, you know, you're, you're a starting back up- center you're yeah you're a starting center and we're not going to bench you in the playoffs if he can get that kind of well, guarantee he'd
2: starting center if he came back probably i don't the, what the he, ain't going to start <laughs> he did the whole year
3: he did the whole year. He did the yeah, whole well, year. Yeah. And we went we to the end, and, and, and but, we won the Western Conference. Uh, what do mean how and you mean finals? <laughs>
2: and he's going to start.
3: Forget no, 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 no. no. You can't go back and forth on whether the playoffs are two different <laughs> seasons or not. In <laughs> the regular season, season, JaVale started almost every single game and we had the best record in the Western the Conference. In
2: playoffs. He's going Doesn't to
3: No, you, whatever. All right. So, point <laughs> He's just gone. I just smoke. He's going to opt in, and he's going to be on the Lakers almost all year last year. But this is where I think we should be aggressive, at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I think at the trade mm-hmm. deadline, we should have a lot of good, movable pieces that are very modular so that like teams that are, are have gotten to a point where like we're losing money hand over fist during the pandemic, this team is underperforming, and we need to shed contract that is when i think the lakers need to be not just aggressive but also to a degree predatory like take advantage of those teams that are in that position and really just get the best players you can get in that moment you're gonna get you're gonna have a very more limited market now because nobody knows what's coming down the pike and then on top of that everybody's gonna have this short short time frame even if they push it back to where the players want it towards the beginning of february it's still a very compressed time frame from how the nba is used to doing normal business in so i think that like everybody's going to be in this just get it done and then they're going to get it done and then the dust will settle and the season will start and then it'll be a whole season of no fans it'll be a whole season of these weird bubble thing. so all of that i think is going to contribute to a lot more than just who's the best player that we can sign or trade for right now i i think that that's too limited of view, and i think if we it's not limited it's just i think there's more that we can uh there's a there's a, a, another game you can play a game that's a little further down the line where you can maybe get exactly the player you want uh even if they're a young guy potentially you know there's just no guarantee how uh, i i think that obviously that utah jazz team sale didn't just happen like two days ago right like i'm sure it's been in the works probably yeah. since the beginning of the pandemic once the pandemic hit i'm sure the millers are like okay This is not going to make money for us anymore. Well, they might have got a better price because of the... Who knows? We don't know.
0: We don't know. We don't know. Because that was all private. It was all internal. They, unlike, uh, let's say, Minnesota, who put it out there that they were sale, Utah didn't advertise it. Utah had this deal going on because... I think the owner now is either he had a small share of the team. Yeah, he or had he a had, share of it. Yeah, so owner. this is something no, that they approached each
2: other privately. Yeah. yeah. No,
3: but I won't be surprised if we see similar things like that happening with other teams. Obviously, not mm-hmm. the Lakers. Obviously, not the Knicks. Obviously, not the Celtics. Not these
2: huge historic franchises. Miami the is what you might think of because of his reliance upon the on the cruise ships and so forth uh, yeah
3: but he's all in on miami mickey's all in on, on Miami. Yeah. he's all in on miami those guys i think are safe i mean and that's a legacy team at this point i mean you have to be honest the heat are despite yeah. being a franchise team are like a legacy team in the nba they are a destination right. for free yep. agents they've won multiple championships they've had multiple hall of fame superstars play
2: for them so that's but that's also not... could be monumental in these two years
3: Oh yeah, no,
2: his well, agreed. But see, that's where I think the federal government will come. No, in. I think that I think what you're saying makes great sense, Jamie. And I, I think a lot of the same deals that Sean and I were talking are are the types of deals that maybe they don't happen in the summer, but they could else they could easily happen when we get into the uh, trade deadline. Here's here's the one last interesting thing that I think sort of dominates the entire trade discussion, and it really comes to heart when you're talking about how much do you pay KCP or how much do you pay Rondo versus what, let's say, or even Dwight. Uh, And that's, the Lakers up to now have been very strict on wanting to keep that cap space in 2021 to just LeBron and AD. Are they going to break that? One of the things they need when they get to the trade deadline is they need some good contracts. And there was a great article by Windhurst that basically said they should give a good contract to KCP. They should give a good contract to Rondo. They should actually even extend Kuzma now so that he's got to trade a contract that's worth that can fill some of those spaces. Otherwise, you can't get enough money to make a matching trade. And so that's a big question, which uh, that's going to be the real big domino that has to fall to know to really predict what the Lakers are going to do, which is, is Rob Palenka going to stick to this whole situation? And a big part of that could be whether Giannis decides I have somehow a feeling in the back of my mind that Giannis might actually sign a max deal. Um, it's probably killed because, of the, because of the pandemic right now, because it's so bad, but you, you just waiting for him reminds me so much of waiting for Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see us get into that damn situation. Again, we could have had guys like Brogdon and, and other key players that could have refilled holes for us. And it may be an issue with Rondo. What if what if the Clippers are willing to give him three years? They give him well, three that's years. What I'm saying there's walk. a lot of ways that they're going to break down. you know. So you, So to me, I think I've always believed that if you have a guy on a contract who's worth it, that you can move him. And I also think that we're seeing a lot of we'll see a lot of sign and trades next year, like we did last year, uh, right at the end. I mean, that's how all of these guys got moved because nobody wanted to get stuck with losing a big dollar free agent. And so they were all willing to make sign and trade. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I think that's the big domino that we have to figure out is, are they going to stick with this Laker plan for getting in cap space, even with the reduced salary cap that we're going to have in 2020 and in 2021?
3: I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't go all the way to the 109, but dropped it down to a cool 100 for next season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at
2: all. Well, I think, I think what you're looking at is, I don't think, the, I think everybody seems that everything I read says that the 109 is probably going to be there. The big question is, do they start the season in December 21st and take 40 and take 30% away from the players for the for the escrow, or do they, players willing to wait until January and take 40% away because everybody wants to end it in the summer. They don't want to go up against the Olympics. And the players want to have the summer off more than they want to have Christmas off. Well, there's
0: a lot of things to think about. And of course, when we get a finalization of when that day comes or when the season's going to start, we'll tell you right here at the Lakers fast break. But I will just share some quick thoughts before we head on out. I think the Lakers, if they can target players like Gallinari and also DJ Augustine in case Rajon Rondo does take the higher bit money count from either the Clippers or somebody else. I think that would be two good
2: ways Small to go guy, ahead and play defense.
0: Uh, you know what? He's been a killer against the he Lakers. the Raptors for a few games
2: yeah. last year. Yeah, but he's he's going to be you know he's going to be like the guy in the Celtics. Man, they're going to they're going to target him and switch on him left and right. Uh,
0: I think he's a solid enough guard that might be able to go ahead and get. Uh, again, he's he's prospered in the league and he's been a very respected guard. Can also hit three point shots better than right now virtually anybody else. He's
2: a good offensive player. I like him offensively. And he's cheap. And it's the
0: same thing with Gallinari. Gallinari's gonna be out there 40% shooter, but he's also gonna be a target. I'd I'd rather
2: have Caruso out there than him.
0: Again, that's you know, when it comes down to the measures. He can't
2: shoot the three, but he's gonna defend and do all of the little things that you know, he's not gonna be a liability. That's the problem. We won because we didn't really have liabilities on defense that people could pick on. Again, when it comes down to
0: when you have fourth quarter of a world championship game, who are you going to have out there? You may not have a Gallinari. You may not have an Augustine there, but who helps you get to that point? That's the thing you also have to look at as well. So again, filling those roster holes is going to be something that obviously the team is going to have to look into, but we're going to be going ahead and throw out more crazy Laker Tom trades and so much more each and every time out as much as we can at com Plus, also we're gonna throw in some from time to time here at the Lakers Fast Break. So, guys, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough for spending the time to go ahead and talk to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But I want to go ahead before you head on out and tell us, let us know what's going on in your world in lakerholics.com Sean, I'll start with you. What you got cooking at lakerholics.com
1: Well, Gerald, we're still in a modified stage two here in Toronto. So, other than work. I have a lot of time to focus on (laughs) Lakerholics and uh, the content we're producing for all our fans and uh, any interested readers out there. I think me and Tom are on the same page as far as what kind of free agents we want to get into the Lakers or (laughs) what kind of players best fit our culture. I just think we're going about it through different means. I think the best way for us to acquire these these really good depth front core players is through free agency, through our MLE, through the vet men. I think if we're going to find a really good guard, it has to be in the trade market. We, we just we don't yeah. have the salary cap right now, and we've got to find a way to finagle you know some fluidity, some flexibility mm-hmm. to try and get that uh, wing player we need. I'll tell you what right now, just
0: you describing that is kinda of scary and kind of interesting all in one, just like <laughs> scoop right there because it sounds like the master has like gotten the student to go ahead and follow his bidding since you've been the same wavelength as Laker Tom. I almost feel like you guys are like we're now part of a cult. Like Nixium and all that—that's kind of scary. Me, to just, I'm just telling you, right? I, now. I think I'm it's just Paul, kind of scared. It's
3: Palpatine and Anakin, man—it's Palpatine and Anakin. No, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you do you guys remember?
2: Yeah, yeah, the my cane. Guess who's it? Guess who else is going to be right with us at the trade deadline? Hmm. Oh,
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: Well, all
0: right, there. Yeah, you know, I don't want to even.
2: Sean's right though that that uh, I I do think he's right that listen the Lakers the Lakers have two options to really add an impact player. One is the MLE, whether they have the non-taxpayer $9 million one one or the taxpayer five million one, one, they'll have one of those two. And then the other is a trade that involves Kuzma, basically, and the first round pick and, and a bunch of filler, whoever they want. Sort of like, it's sort of like, take your pick of our filler. You know, you can have Bradley, McGee, uh, Cook or Green, you know, just add them up and see what fits into your, your particular situation but a lot of that is still going to depend upon you know, a lot of what we can do with respect to a trade is, is again, limited by do we want to take back contracts that are more than a year? And the same thing with the MLE. I mean, Gallinari might be willing to take a one year deal and and certain other people, but, but if you wanted to sign somebody, you know, let's say you wanted to sign uh, Aaron Baines, who would be a great fit on the team, a great defensive center who can shoot the three sets killer blocks, uh, can hold his own in the post. Older player who gets he injured. Want, he's not going to settle for just a one-year deal for for five million, oh, but he might settle an, for a three-year deal for eighteen million. Because he's an older player who gets injured, right there. Yeah. You go. Well, you know that's you get what you pay for, Gerald. Yeah, and and you know we can't go out and we're not going to go out. We're not going to go out and 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 pick up Bradley Beal. We just nice. don't have the assets to I'm do it. I'm just gonna
1: go ahead and dream about I, that. I, I I would be perfectly content if we had a front court rotation of Aaron Baines, Anthony Davis, and JVale McGee. I'd be content with that. I'd love that too.
2: I'd love it too because it you you get the rim protection the three point shooting so that you can play small ball all the time. And AD doesn't have to play five, except when he does it for the half a game that we take out Baines. There's a lot of good options for the Lakers, but I think the top priority still is bring back Rondo and bring back KCP.
0: Jamie, I know you got some five great things going on for the site at com. Go ahead, my friend. What you got?
3: Working on working on a couple fibers, trying to keep the discussion going. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, uh, I my next five things will probably be about if there hasn't been a season determined by Monday, uh, the things that could derail the season and how we can maybe. Uh, Not that we as humans, but what we can hope for uh, (laughs) that the owners and the players come to an agreement on. Because I definitely think there's some things that could derail that.
0: Laker Tom, I leave the last up to you because my contribution, as far as from a written format, is already up at LakerHollis.com on my thoughts on the 2020 season. But I want to hear your thoughts going forward.
2: My Uh, thoughts on that, and it's ready to go up probably tomorrow. There you go. All right. So I think it's like Gerald's that you start writing this, and by the time you you go over the various subjects that you want to cover, like Sean found out and Gerald found out. You end up writing a lot longer article than you yeah, normally. Yeah, I had to stop
0: had. myself at seventeen hundred fifty-eight words. Yeah, well, just, so, yeah. it was marvelous mar- 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 what you wrote, Gerald. It
2: was. Yeah, was a great article. article. I, had, I had a six-minute article, which is long for me. I try to, I try to make most of my articles be able to read in three minutes. You know, I figure that 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 seems to be the, like I, I you know, I I've been averaging well over a 1,000 to 1,500 hits on medium every day since the middle of the season. And it's just amazing that it's never heavy on the latest article. It's pieces of everything, like they're reading 10 or 20 articles at a time. I mean, I've got over 300 articles out there, but uh, this one is one of the longer ones, and it's it's my recap of uh, sort of the personal thing of the season, uh, why I felt the Lakers championship was a – a beacon of light on, on, a, on a nightmare season, uh, Nightmare 2020. And then I touch upon some politics in there because I also think Tuesday is going to be another beacon of light. And we'll leave it at that, but it should be up there within the next couple of days. I, I think it's a great series that Sean inspired. And uh, uh, when you start to get into it and you look at it personally, it it really gives you a lot of things to to talk about. In my particular case, it's uh, I heard the news of Kobe's passing and he, he died on the way to a basketball tournament with his daughter and a bunch of her teammates. And I happened to hear about his passing in the helicopter crash when I was driving to a tournament with my two granddaughters to play in a basketball tournament that day. And so there's the, you know, you see all of these parallels and so forth. And and I, you know, as I said in the article, when when LeBron took the mantle during that presentation ceremony and threw away his scripted speech that he was going to give and just spoke from his heart about taking over responsibility for the Lakers franchise. I got chills and I felt that I felt right that moment that the Lakers were going to win it for Kobe. And they did. And uh, I think we're going to see another moment like that on Tuesday, God willing.
0: Well, hopefully we will. And hopefully we'll go ahead and be able to go ahead and, and, Feel good about things, but again, check out all the great articles that are up right now at LakerHolics. dot com. Laker Tom, Jamie, Sweet, a Magic Man. It's been so great having you aboard. Getting ready for next week. I mean, I got to gear myself. I got to get like a you know just some bulletproof vest on something because Laker Tom is just going at me again. Not only doesn't he hear what I have to say, he goes after me what I have to say. So my gosh, I was
2: really beginning to go after Jamie because he's the Dan Tony. I was about to say. He
0: he's was,
2: really, he he taking he, it out of you I, it was it was by proxy i figured I might as well keep throwing
0: just <laughs> <laughs> because of the fact that we're like right up ab- i'm a right <laughs> above him on the screen but I'll tell you what it's just always a great time oh, here oh, at the Lakers goodness. championship roundtable i want to let everyone know that I'm working on in the background for Lakers fast break a compilation podcast it's going to be a part one of some of the great conversations i had during the first part of the Lakers fast break. And you'll be interested to hear some of the thoughts of some of the individuals that I had on board. So take a listen to that. I'm hopefully getting that out there later this week. I also have some more other great interviews lined up over the next few weeks leading up to the NBA draft. And I know a lot of people it's are looking writing. forward to that. Gerald,
2: you're such a good writer. Well, you know, when you host three podcasts. I just talk through your mouth and now- Who would now we find You're really a great journalist. And- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I graduated with honors with a journalism degree. I better be able to write. Well, if you don't write, nobody's going to know it. Check out popculturecosmos.com. You'll see five years of writing <laughs> right there for you. So if you, I'll just go ahead and leave it at that. But I'll tell you what, it's been a great time so talking real. to everyone out there as far as what's going on with the Lakers. I look forward to our championship roundtable part four next week. Hat here there you go there yep. you go i got my anthony davis jersey right behind kobe right below kobe right there i just got it thank Get you my lakers
2: banner behind me
0: yeah well shout out to my lakers friend and lakers fan aaron for going ahead and, and flowing that over so appreciate him giving me that new anthony davis black mama jersey so i will tell you this it's been a great time i'm looking forward to more great things coming up on the lakers fast break but again if you have any questions lakers fastbreak at yahoo.com and at Lakers Fast Break. But of course, the best place to go is Lakerholics.com. Well, guys, it's been great talking to each and every one of you, including you, Laker Tom, although sometimes it's dangerous for my health. But we'll see if we can go ahead and get into more discussion arguments next time on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.